Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Stand by for an urgent bulletin. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. I can't wait till you get to this stage of your life where I am, and you're able to really examine things. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant, because the second half of that word is dairy. Legendary. In Jason Duda. For today, anyway. Hey, enjoy it while you can. I've seen how this turns out. Yeah? Tell me about it, girl. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. I heartily endorse this event or product. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. We are elated to be joined today by Jason Duda. He's in for Jeff, who's off to Tulsa to see the Eagles tonight at the BOK Arena. And here you are in my basement. Which would you rather be, Tulsa, Eagles, Big Arena, or right there in that chair? Chair. Easy choice. Uh, no question. Like none. <clears throat> Wasn't he just at a concert on Saturday? He didn't go. He didn't go? No, he didn't go. He uh, decided at the very last moment not to go, needed a day at home and a day of rest, and uh, had to work on Sunday, so here he is making the pilgrimage to Tulsa uh, by itself, as most of his journeys are to see the Eagles. Yes. Uh, and we wish him the best. Well, yeah. I mean, I hope it works out for the kids. It's kid. what he chooses to do. Who are we to judge? I'm not me. I can't. So, hey, go get them. I mean, that's. Have a good time. That's about, about all I can say, right? Yep. I mean, a drive safe. I guess you can throw that in there. Uh, but, uh, whatever I'm holding out until the Eagles announce they're coming to Wichita. Will they? That's a great question. Like, will they, I'm trying to apply some community pressure. You think the community will, I think the community should say, let's give Bob one last Eagles show. You think that's what everybody's saying right now? Absolutely. Sitting there driving around today or listening. They're thinking, what can we do for Bob so he can see the Eagles? You think that's what people are thinking about? Well, that's what I wish they were thinking about. What they're actually thinking about might be different. That's very true. In fact, I doubt one person is thinking what I'd like them to think. Now you're speaking correct. I can always hope, right? Well, that's true. I mean, hoping is always good. So why not? Why not hope? You knew Jeff got me in the final picks because of his heads and tails pick for 10. 
Is that what uh, put That's him over the top? It. He beat me by three. He beat me by nine on that pick. Uh, you were able to beat Max. Well, I, you know. Who basically handed you that third place trophy uh, by picking against the Chiefs in every playoff game. Every playoff game. Every game. Every game. But uh, sometimes he got it right during the regular season, but the playoffs killed him. Well, yeah, he went over. Over four. It's terrible. And Ed, so I'm going to let you, and I'm, I'm going to talk about the uh, the situation with the Jackie Robinson statue. I'll get to that. But first, I'm going to put you in the situation of addressing Max. Addressing Max. Addressing Max uh, with your thoughts on what the Chiefs have done over the past five years, what Patrick Mahomes has done, and your thoughts on it. Well, my thoughts on the Chiefs over the past five years? Yeah, I that's, mean, that's well, what, what I'm you, asking you. What can you say? I mean, they've established a dynasty. There's no question about it. I know that's killing Max right now, but it's true. I mean, you think Max won would agree? Three, three of the last five, back-to-back. Back. Nobody's done it since the Patriots in 03-04 or 02-03. So I just had this thought. Oh, boy. If Max doesn't agree with that, which is, seems to be a statement of the obvious, isn't he downplaying what New England accomplished? Well, I guess in some senses it would be because, you know, if you look back at New England as well, you know, Tom Brady won three quick ones, and then it took him ten years to win his fourth. So they had a thing going. They were always in it for those ten years, but they didn't win it for ten years after, which is hard to believe if you think about it. It is hard I mean, until you recognize he early until he was... 44. And had a 10-year stretch where he didn't win it and then won four late in his career. So on that other side of that, too, is this something that Patrick Mahomes is going to end up with or is he going to sneak in a couple in the next few years? If they keep this team together, which I think they can. Looks like they're in pretty good shape to have this team, for the most part, together at least next year. Yeah. Who's going to beat them? Well, I mean, someone will beat them, but who's going to beat them in the playoffs when they need to? That's what I mean. I mean, they're going to lose in the regular season. That just happens over the course of the year. But they've proven in the playoffs, especially now with this defense, they can keep most of that defense together, maybe add a piece or two here and there. I mean, the secondary is pretty solid as far as I'm concerned. If they keep Sneed, the secondary is incredible. Well, and then your linebackers, I mean, you, you look at guys like McDuffie, too, that are back there. Oh, McDuffie's a stud. You know. Sneed's a stud. They got a, they, they got Reed, a solid I mean, defense. They got it all. Do they add a wide receiver? Well, who knows if they're going to add like a wide receiver. I'd like them to. It'd be nice to, but they've won the last two without a receiver. Yeah, I'd like them to create a little, little buffer. You know what I'm saying? Well, the problem is Kelsey's going to be, what, 35? No as, spring chicken. As a tight end. No. Are we sure Rasheed Rice is definitely it? He might be a future number one. He's not a number one right now. No, he's not. Uh, so go get. There's a few we that are out settled there. on Mooney from the Bears yesterday. Mooney, you're just adding another guy that's about the same thing. Yeah, I like him. Well, you can like him all you want, Give but he's, he's the same thing. Same thing of what you have already. I don't agree. Well, that's fine. You can be wrong, and it's okay to be wrong on Tuesdays. That's fine. I don't listen. What am I listening to now? I finished second in the picks. I got a voice here. 
I finished third. I was one spot behind you. Big deal. But a, but a bunch of points. Oh. And by the way, uh, Mooney had, yeah, he's okay. I think he can be a lot better. Well, I mean. I like him. Obviously, he could. But we'll see. We will. I mean, we'll see how this transpires. Max, turn your microphone on. I, w- I want to see if Duda got through to you. Because Jeff and I can't. Uh, Duda used the term dynasty for the Chiefs. Are you buying it? Brady did three Super Bowls in a row at the age of 40. Don't forget he was in 42 and 46. No, and no, I didn't ask any of that, Max. I said, well, he said are he you buying do the Chiefs as a years. dynasty? He said he didn't do anything for are 10 years. Are you buying was... the Chiefs as a dynasty? That's all I'm asking. They went back yes to that. Yes or no? Yes. They Again. Currently, right now, yeah. <laughs> okay, but, turn your mic but, off. But they're no, they're <laughs> no Patriot dynasty. Tony? Let's not confuse them with the Patriot dynasty. Are the Chiefs a dynasty? Yes or no? They're not a Patriot dynasty. Oh, brother. Turn it off. Yeah. It's you like know, there's no there's no Celtic God. dynasty either. The Celtics what? won eight in a row at one point. And I'm not talking so about the what? Lakers. State. That's a dynasty. You didn't play for either of those teams, Max. I hate to tell you. I had season tickets to them. Uh, just because you were a fan. why I don't understand fandom. Like, oh, what? you can't approach my team. They're not. They're unapproachable. They're they, a dynasty, they, they, they but they're not a, they're not a Patriot dynasty yet. Get to get to ten, uh, nine Super Bowls. Well, they're coming pretty hard. Yeah. Good luck to them. You know, pa- the Patriots are undefeated in in a regular season and couldn't win it. What does that have to do with anything? Because you say they didn't do anything for 10 years. They were in two Super Bowls, 42 and 46. No, no, no. I said Where they didn't you? win one for 10 years. They were always in, they were always there, but he didn't. they didn't win one for 10 years. That's like saying the Buffalo so, Bills with, uh, with Kelly were, were awful because they didn't win a Super Bowl and they were in four. No, it's not like that at all. No, we're talking about dynasty and, and rings and that sort of thing. Oh, there's no all doubt. All I'm saying is that they got three out of five. It took Brady they're right there. 10 years to win his fourth. That's all I said. Yeah, he was there. And that's the absolute truth. And then he won four when he was in a wheelchair, for crying out loud. It was impressive. I didn't say they were. There Mahomes you go. All right. They have the opportunity is, now. They're as dynastic to as. match as, something like that? They do. They're, they're there. They're right now, they're the predominant team of this, this wow. decade. This decade. <laughs> It's Use obvious. that, Max. That's a promo. They are right there. Um, I, there you go. We got him to admit it. <laughs> Thank Any, goodness. Well, I mean, you know, it's impressive to watch. I found myself the other night pulling for the Chiefs. Uh, I don't see anything not to like about them right now. I know they're kind of the villain, uh, but I, are they really? Are the Chiefs a, a villain? Can you can you make I, I don't their, see I can don't you make it work that they're a villain? I don't see it. I think they I think they played off of that though a little bit this year. They did. Which is great. It's There's always some negativity out there about the Chiefs. Oh, we're they're sick winning. of seeing Taylor Swift. Because they're, they're and because they're winning. It's the same thing with the Patriots. When the Patriots for twenty years were winning all the time. People hated them. You either liked them or you hated them. There was no in between ground. I tend to gravitate toward the teams that win a lot. I like that. That's what they're setting Knock out to do, off. right? 
knock them off. It's good to watch and try to knock them Everybody's you know. trying to win, right? Well, I think so. So franchises that can win with regularity, why would you not admire that? Why would you not uh, uh, like that? I mean, I like it. I wish the team I followed won with regularity. Well, yeah, obviously. Every, they every, win some, everybody wants to. That's what you want. The Chiefs are, their fans are living high on the high. They're, they're the luckiest people in the world. And what, 20 years ago, did you want to be a Chiefs fan, no. really? No. And now you get your chance. That's why you're a fan of a team, right? It couldn't be any better. No. Than it is for Chiefs fans right now. It just couldn't be. No, it can't. You live your whole life wanting something like this. And kind of thinking, ah, oh, that's not going to happen. That's out of reach. There's no way uh, my team can be that successful. And then you see Patrick Mahomes slide down the draft list, and all of a sudden he's right there for you, and all you got to do is say his name. That's it. And that changes the trajectory of an entire franchise, city, league. I mean, just saying the name Patrick Mahomes. With the 10th pick. They traded up for him, didn't they? Right. They, yeah. they had to trade they up dropped, a little bit. What, they dropped 17 to 10, I think Something it was? Something like that. Didn't, most, didn't have to overpay for it. Most brilliant move you'll ever see. Absolutely. And now this is what we're talking about. And now this is what we're talking about. They've got a very good general manager in Brett Veach. They, they went and got a Hall of Fame coach in Andy Reid. Travis Kelsey's a first ballot. Uh, all time, in my opinion, the the best tight end to ever play in the in football, and now they've built this defense. Uh, and I know they had their problems during the regular season, but they're in a division where you can have some problems during the regular season. Yes, and still win that division, and I think that's going to be the case next year. I don't see the Chargers, Broncos, or Raiders. Mounting much of a challenge in the near future. No, I don't think so either. You got a new coach down with the Chargers. That whole situation, their team is okay. They got some offensive weapons, but nothing that's going to scare you. I think you. they have salary cap issues from everything I've read. And then Denver, they, they got, don't have a quarterback. They got. I'm not they a Sean Payton guy anymore. They, they, I'm sorry, they just don't. And then Oakland's Oakland. Las Vegas. Sorry, Las Vegas is Las Vegas. Well, let's see. Let's at least hold out a little hope, although they got they don't have a quarterback. Denver doesn't have a quarterback. The Chargers do have a quarterback, but uh, I don't know. Uh, and the Chiefs have the best quarterback, perhaps. Here's This will trigger Max. Perhaps who's ever lived. <laughs> so I'll just ask you right, out of, right, right here, right now, you taking – Brady in his prime or Mahomes in his prime for a game? For a game? Oh, man, that's tough. That is a tough one. That's tough. There's no I question they're 1-2 now, right? I don't. It's, it's either Brady-Mahomes or Mahomes-Brady, and we, we can eliminate the great Joe Montana, uh, the great John Elway, the great Peyton Manning. They're – they're three. They're in the battle for three, four, five. Do we agree on that? That I would agree with. But I don't know if I could pick between them just yet. Even after this postseason oh, run of Mahomes, fantastic. But 
you want to go back and look at Brady, I mean, he's pretty damn good. He is. He's so as of right now, just because we're watching the Chiefs and Brady's not playing, of course you want to say Mahomes, but I don't think I can get there yet. Would I could you argue both sides for me? Absolutely. But I don't think I could pick one over the other. Just the fact yet. that we're even debating this because Mahomes has ten more good four years, years ago. Left. It looked like Brady's it for eternity, right? No question that about it. There's not a quarterback nope. who could even approach him. Nope. Uh, he's the guy, and there will never be anyone else. And I think honestly, if here's the thing holding me back from probably saying Mahomes right now is in the one Super Bowl that they played, Brady got him. That's. That's true. And that what a difference that would be. Brady six, Mahomes four right now when it comes to Super Bowl titles, right? And how many more years Mahomes has left. And give it up for Brady because that's an impressive win that the Bucks had in that game. Oh, absolutely it was. I mean, Mahomes looked – they owned him in that game. The defense from Tampa owned him in that game. And I don't know if you've ever seen Brady get to that point in a game. Well, it's a great debate. A little bit. I mean, yeah, exactly. It is a good debate. But I see somebody online said Baltimore is the favorite for next year. Give me a break. Until you beat the Chiefs, they're the favorite. Okay? Plain and simple. I don't want to hear anything else. Uh, Well, they've got this great defense, and Lamar Jackson's the MVP, and They've got caps. Give me a break. Well, the odds makers are probably going to make Baltimore the favorite. Well, I'll t- then then be, get ready to lose odds makers. And the Chiefs will be right behind them. Right. If that's what's out. That doesn't surprise me. Beat them and then I'll believe it. Well, when it comes down to the actual playing of the game, it's a different story. And so you can't really, how do you bet against them? You don't. I mean, everybody at Christmas, even before Christmas, was writing the, the Chiefs. They were written off. I mean, they were no. Everybody was like, "Well, they're they they don't have a shot. They don't have a chance." I don't know that I. A lot went of there. people were saying it because here's. Did what, I think they were going to win the whole thing? No. Did I think they could still make a run? They got Mahomes and their defense was okay. Yes. I was. Did I think at that point they were going to win the Super Bowl? No. I wasn't I, surprised I that they won at Miami. I wasn't surprised that they won at Buffalo. I was a little surprised that they won at Baltimore, and I was not surprised they beat San Francisco. Uh, you put that guy in the postseason, and all bets are off. I can argue with you. Can I ask you a question, to, Bob? Go ahead. If you were Kyle Shanahan on third and five in overtime, would you have gone forward on fourth and let McCaffrey, if he didn't get in, get two or three yards and have them go, say, from the two to get 60 yards for a field goal? Or would you have kicked that field goal knowing they only needed 40 yards to at least tie? I would not, I would not have taken the ball first. Yeah, I mean, but he that's, did. I mean, but in that I situation. Know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you could make an argument for that. Uh, I think they probably felt like, hey, we got to get points here. Uh, we can't risk not getting any points, and we know Mahomes is going to kick a field goal. But kick you, if you take the ball first, you have to score that touchdown, or you're pretty sure you're going to lose the game, right? I mean, well, it's tough because after the second possession, then the next score wins. So right. if you score a touchdown, the other team scores a touchdown, you get the balls. If you score, you win. The question is, is that if they just scored a touchdown, does Casey go for two? 
to try to win it right there? That's a great question. I don't because know. Because in all honesty, do you want to put your defense, which has been good, but and don't they coin flip again for the second period of overtime? That I don't know. I think they do. I because all the rules were new for the yeah. I th overtime. I think I heard they do. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Here's Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com, one of the loveliest men I know. Fitz, how are you? I, you, you interrupted my watching of a Travis Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift making out video. So that's how my day's going. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get your thoughts on, uh, and I don't know, are you, are you a Chiefs fan? Yeah, big time. Also, my entire life, they basically moved to Kansas City from Dallas when we moved to Salina, Kansas back in the 60s. So could you ever have imagined anything like this and – is it difficult now not to take it a little bit for granted, or are you just pinching yourself constantly? I guess both. I mean, it is easy to take it for granted because it just kind of find a way to do it. This wasn't a very good Chiefs team. This was the worst of the Patrick Mahomes teams, in my opinion, and they won the Super Bowl um, just because they made the right plays at the right time and got it done. That uh, It's absolutely amazing. Um, and no, I can't believe that one of my teams is doing this, is becoming the dynasty. And I never imagined that happening. Uh, but you know, I'm uh, happy to have be a part of it. And it's kind of fun that it's some big 12 guys at the heart of all of it. And, uh, pretty cool storylines with this team. Yeah. It's, it was something to watch obviously on Sunday and you being a chiefs fan, is this something that you, you you said you've been a Chiefs fan forever? Does this kind of make you feel good as a fan? You know, you went through a lot of rough times, bad times, and then all of a sudden you got this the last six years. Is is it as a fan, Tim, just as a fan, is this just like the greatest thing ever? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. 
it's absolutely amazing. And I remember going back to the draft when they picked him. I think I was one of the few people that was really fired up about them moving up to get him. Now, did I have any idea he'd be like this? Nobody did. Uh, but I knew he was legitimate. I'd seen him with my own eyes, and he could create and and do things that just aren't normal. And w- when you have a guy like that, uh, you might have something special. And the Chiefs recognized it. They got mocked for it quite widely. And, and uh, now look at him because Patrick Mahomes uh, didn't fit the mold of what they wanted for an NFL quarterback. No, he made a whole new mold uh, and brought the game to a different level. It's been Absolutely fascinating to watch his growth. Something to see for sure. Tim Fitzgerald with us, editor, publisher of GoPowerCat.com. Kansas State basketball is going through some hardships right now. They've lost five of six. Of course, they beat Kansas at home because everybody beats Kansas when they're on the road right now. So where are the Cats uh, at this juncture with the game coming up Saturday at home against TCU? Uh, that will will be a week uh, since they played their most recent game. Looks like a team that needed a week. Yeah, you're right. I think they did. I think they just needed uh, to get away from each other for a few days because I know the coaches are out recruiting right now and, you know, working on conditioning type things, and then they'll get back after. Uh, they're prepped here in a few days for <clears throat> TCU. It's funny how the whole – narrative around the k-state ku game kind of changes now from how did k-state win that to was k-state really not very good and they should have won by a lot more um i actually thought that as the game was going on they're missing opportunity after opportunity to do something with this uh but boy last night i know ku was shorthanded but they also have no bench which is a huge flaw on the team um i i just didn't see that coming last night from KU. I thought Tech would win, but not like that. And, uh, yeah, K-State needs to get back on track. If they defend their home court from here on out, like they did against Kansas, they're going to get it to that 9-9. Jerome Tang thinks you need to get in the tournament. It might be a little bit different equation for K-State because some of those non-conference losses that seemed good don't appear to be very good. UCLA isn't good. Miami isn't great. Um, So I think they need to continue to win, and they might want to win another road game along the way. Well, the good thing is, is playing in the in the Big 12, obviously, is that every game looks good if you can win it when it comes down to getting into the dance. Have, when's the last time yeah. you've seen the Big 12 like this? Like, they've played 11 games, 10, 11 games. You don't have anybody at 10-1 and one or 9-2. and two. you got a bunch of teams, 8-3 and three with Houston, Iowa, 7-3. You've got a few teams with four losses, a few teams with five losses. Is Normally you're going to see, and it's usually KU, but you you don't see that this year. So what do you see out of the Big 12 as a whole this year? I'll be really interested to see how the committee treats the Big 12. Are they going to give them the respect of a daunting conference or a conference that just doesn't have any teams that can separate from the pack? Because um, those are two different things. And uh, I have never seen the Big 12 like this. And, and a big reason is Kansas is having so much trouble on the road. They just don't have the depth um, that they've had in the past. When, when you really can't trust anyone coming off your bench, you're, you're paper thin, and, and now you have to play some guys off the bench because of injuries. I think Houston's probably the best team. But, look, we, we just did our Big 12 Insider show and had the guys on that run our Texas Tech and Iowa State sites 
Both of them are smack dab in the middle of this. Iowa State might steal this race as we come down the home stretch, uh, and it all comes down to you know going out on the road and getting some of those wins. And Iowa State's defense might enable them to do it, but uh, this is this is a mess and a really fun mess at that. It is uh, no question about it. I I will throw this out there: Is it possible? And you may have alluded to this in your comment. But is it possible that there's just not any really, really great teams in the Big 12 and that everybody's bunched together for that reason? Because I watch a ton of Big 12 basketball, and I want to believe that, wow, this is an incredible league. Everybody's so good. But, man, it, it doesn't look like that on the court. So tell me if I'm wrong. Well, I don't I don't know that you're not right. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you. There's part of me that is very concerned they get into the tournament and start falling over because they've just beaten the snot out of each other. But that's the advantage of being uh, having the reputation of the elite conference. Oh, they all exited early because they beat each other up in the regular season. You know, the, the narratives can be bent so easily. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know who's really built to last in in the NCAA tournament. But on the flip side of that, I see six, seven teams maybe more, that wouldn't surprise me if they make it to the Sweet 16. Uh, so uh, I'll just – how many teams make it to the That's... Sweet 16 might be the ultimate definition of this conference. And then, you know, layer in Elite Eight, Final Four, and do you have the champion along with that. But I, as I watch other college basketball, I don't think these teams are as good. I watch some pretty mid-level uh, Pac-12 teams, and I'm watching them thinking, boy, you guys are going to get – it's not beaten out of you in the Big 12 if you don't get get it together. Um, but yeah. you know we've we've seen some teams come into this conference and like UCF and get their stuff together and and they're holding their own right now. I guess one of the reasons I said what I said is, has a, I don't know that there's ever been a bigger disparity in home versus road. Some of these teams in Kansas is at the top, look so good when they play in their arena or their building, and then they go on the road and they don't look anything like that. It's uh, it's kind of bizarre. This is a Kansas team that. Uh, blew out Houston and really didn't have a whole lot of trouble at home with Baylor, but they can't figure out how to win on the road. No, no, they can't. And that's really the key in this conference this year. Who can steal those road wins? And um, it's apparently not going to be KU. Um, but yeah, that is a concerning part of this is that let's be honest, you don't play the NCAA tournament on your home court. So you're going to get the road version of your team. And what's that add up to when it's a neutral court and not another home court? And honestly, you know, I know Big 12 refs technically work other conferences, and they're not technically Big 12 refs, but it's clear that there's been marching orders on how to call the game within the conference from the league office. Coaches are openly complaining about that. What happens now when you step outside of Big 12 officiating and have a, a different type of game being called? Does that work to your advantage or your disadvantage? We'll find out. And before we let you go, we're talking with Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com. K-State women still rank seventh. They've lost a couple games, but that's without the injured Ioka Lee. Is she due back uh, pretty soon? And are you still of the belief that this is a team capable of getting to the women's Final Four? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And they, they hope to have her back very soon, if not the next game, the game after. Um, you know, how many minutes she plays, I don't know. But 
Yeah, when when they get back up to speed with her back in the lineup after kind of weathering the storm with only two losses, I was afraid they might lose three or four. So to, if they can do it with only two, that's pretty impressive. And they've got a stretch here where they can win some games. But, yeah, I think they'll be um, uh, certainly a you know one or two seed in the tournament. They'll be hosting a lot of games in Bramlage uh, Coliseum and, uh, normally, you know, that that's just a really cool thing, and normally that wouldn't be a real concern for anything, but that probably means if the men make the NIT, they're going on the road, uh, which is just, you know, a circumstance of uh, the, the team that's winning the most gets the home court, and that's what's going to happen for the women. All right, I've been gone from uh, coverage for a while now, uh, but my trips to Manhattan I always enjoyed – but I don't know what how I felt about Bramlage Coliseum, and, and it plays well on TV. What are your thoughts on Bramlage at, in, in the year 2024? How many more years do you think it has before uh, K-State moves on from that arena? I'm just curious what your thoughts are. I don't think they're ever going to move on from the arena, um, and I say that with sadness because I'm not a big Bramlage fan. What makes Bramlage amazing is the fans and where the students sit and how loud the students are. Um, I think the the long-term plan is basically doing what KU is doing with football a football stadium this year, is, you know, tear down the one side of it and rebuild. And I think they'll they'll do that to the west side of the the Coliseum and bring in you know like lower entry level for for the alumni side. So you have some tunnels. It's you know such a steep pitch. And you got to walk down from the top, and it's limiting for fans with some issues. And uh, there's not enough restrooms; they're not convenient. Uh, there's not enough amenities. And I, I think they want to build a, you know, some kind of grand entrance on the west side that matches the football stadium and maybe incorporates a hall of fame and those type of things. Um, that's a major project. I think K-State's taking a little breath right now after all their other major projects. Uh, but I'm all for it. Um, I personally would like to build a whole new field house somewhere adjacent and uh, tear that thing down, but uh, that's just a waste of resources because that's a still functional building, um, and I'm, I'm confident they'll stay in it for basketball, but it does need to be revamped. And when I say that, uh, the problem isn't what the fans see necessarily, those type of things I just me- mentioned. It's underneath. There's not enough uh, facilities to, you know, you were in the media. You saw the media facilities. are horrible. Uh, the locker rooms aren't big enough. There's There should just be a whole bunch more space under that Coliseum, but it wasn't very well thought out. All right, Fitz, we really appreciate your time. We'll catch up soon. Thanks for uh, being on. Good to hear from you, boys. Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com. If you're a, if you're a K-State fan, you're on that. You're, I yeah, can't imagine. I now, if you're, a, you know, what – if you move to the state, I, how do you develop new fans? You, you you just have kids and they become fans, right? It's passed through generations. Normally, I would think that's kind of how it goes, but that's not necessarily. I mean, I guess lo- if you win a lot, then people could say, oh, "I'm I'm I'm going to be a fan of that team." Very true, but yeah, if you're moving, I don't know how it works. I, I don't know. That's a good question. Great question. That's a that's a pretty good question. All right, comedian Drew Lynch, he's coming to Wichita with his Short King Tour. That's uh, Wednesday, March the 6th at the Orpheum. Drew Lynch joins us. Hey, Drew. Howdy. Hey, Bob and Jeff and whoever I'm talking to. I got Jason with me today, no Jeff. So you get to talk to 
uh, a Canadian Thunder, Wichita Thunder hockey guy. I'll, Say something, like to Duda. Some other time, please. Can I? Can I? Can I? Uh, change that's this fine. In? No, that's fine. You and Bob just have at her. I'll be fine. I'll just sit here and have a beer and listen to you two. <laughs> no. Ah, man, he's so, even, even like even he's so even he's so Canadian in how he just responded. He was just like, "That's fine with me, bud." You know, no confrontation. Ah, oh, he never nice. never gets worked up about it. anything. I know. Yeah. It's so frustrating. It is. Americans are worked up all the time. Uh, no pulse right, from a Canadian. What's that? Were you guys That's talking? Right. So, so uh, <laughs> Drew Lynch joining us. Uh, DrewLynch.com. If you'd like to get tickets for the show at the Orpheum, you can also do it at the Orpheum's website. So you made your big mark on America's Got Talent season 10. You finished as the runner-up that season, and it really gave you a kick in the pants. Tell us about that experience, how you ended up on that show, and what uh, what came from that? What did you gain from being on America's Got Talent? Sure. Well, I really appreciate you bringing up that I lost, Bob. Um, that's, that's hey, second, that's the story of my life. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, it's actually kind of a crazy thing just because, you know, I never wanted to pursue stand-up uh, ever. It was always just kind of something I had admired from afar. I moved out to Los Angeles when I was 20, and that was to pursue acting. And I had actually gained quite a bit of momentum in the in the in the first year of living there, where I was uh, auditioning for some CBS stuff and Disney stuff. And um, I actually had a uh, freak softball injury um, that year, uh, where I had a TBI and a, a, a concussion from it that messed with my motor skills and the, the, the functionality of my my like my speech and um, it I, I stuttered because of it and nobody would represent me anymore as an actor because they didn't want to send in some 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 actor who was who didn't have any you know couldn't say any of the words so I wasn't able to do that anymore and that was such a devastating blow for me at the time that I needed to kind of find some level of outlet to try and, um, you know, just try and work through whatever was going on with me. And stand-up was kind of the perfect medium to be self-deprecating, be self-aware, and just kind of uh, work through, you know, all of my feelings at the time while at the same time um, having having people have some level of compassion towards it and and um, and letting me know that it's okay to laugh at myself about it. Uh, and you know, years a few years after that, I ended up on on America's Got Talent, which was an excellent platform for really showing that, showing my story, and showcasing my 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 stand up. And um, you know, the rest is kind of history. Well, Drew, I, my family watches America's Got Talent, so I got to ask you one more question about that. When when you're there, how much interaction do you have with the judges? Uh, do they help you out that much, or are you basically just kind of on your own? With the whole situation, I know Howie Mandel hit the golden buzzer for you. Um, a comedian himself, good Canadian boy. Did you get a chance to sit down and kind of have a chat with him, or just kind of what's the behind the scenes stuff like there um, at AGT? Well, first of all, Canadians are able to make somehow the best comedians. I don't know how, but we gotta we gotta say thanks to you guys for for whatever you're doing up there. It's working. Um, As well, you should. Thank you. Well, comedy comes yeah. from despair, right? 
I think so. I think maybe that's what it is. When you're bored out in the snow, you gotta start. You gotta start developing a personality. Um, when you can't go outside for six months, you don't have nothing else to do, Drew. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you know what? To answer your question, it, they're they're not really as hands on. I would say is maybe like a show like uh, I don't know, like maybe with your for your coach, like the the voice. I don't really know how that show works or whatever. But I'll say that um, they are at least around during the competition and how he was so um he's still involved quite a bit in my life and in my career and he's been someone who has just been a huge advocate for me ever ever since the the very first audition and um it it really kind of is that you're you're developing a lot with the producers of the show and they run such a tight ship and they're, they're they know the the formula for success and they know they want to set you up for success so they want to make sure everybody's as best prepared as they can be before they audition or showcase again. And um, but the and the judges are, are 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 present, but for the most part, they need to kind of remain an impartial an impartial party uh, for when they are actually judging the the performance. It is really a reveal to them the first time that you're seeing it is the first time they're seeing it as well for um, throughout the rounds of the of the whole show. Drew Lynch is our guest. He'll be at the Orpheum on March 6th. That's a Wednesday. You can uh, go down and hear Drew and his stand-up. Uh, so you mentioned, and I really admire your story, because it sounds like you really had your heart set on becoming an actor and that you mentioned you were making really good inroads on making that happen. It's mm -hmm. rare that someone would have uh, this quality of a backup option to turn that disappointment, which I'm sure it has been in some ways, but make the best of it and become a stand-up comedian who uh, is, is doing very well. Uh, what would, what's your message to people? You know, I work with uh, a lot of kids in an organization I'm involved here uh, with in Wichita, and this is a really inspiring message on top of everything else. Uh, so what would you tell what would you tell people about, uh, you know, not giving up and not letting uh, adversity get in the way of potential success? Well, I mean, I there's no like credit that needs to be. I mean, I I, I have always tried to just advocate for any person's individual uh, any individual pursuit that they have for whatever their goal is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and be like. You know, I, I did this thing that makes me great or makes me uh, uh, why I was able to do it. I think it just has a lot to do with, you know, if you want to if you want something and you really want to 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 not feel held back or held down by a, by a circumstance. I, I think I've always subscribed to the idea that I, I never want to be seen as somebody who's a who's a victim to a, a circumstance or who's a who's a who's a victim of my situation. And and and. You know, it's like there's, you know, I, I, I did a I did a head talk last year about how I think there's two different types of people in the world. And I think one of them is I think it's 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 seen in how they respond to, you know, when you walk, you, you try to walk into a building in and the door is a pull, but you but you push and you run right into the door. Usually there's two types of reactions from people when you see that happen. Usually someone will get really angry, they'll get upset, and they'll blame the door, and they'll be like, oh, and then they, and then they go inside. 
And then another person will stop and kind of like laugh at themselves and be like, oh, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a pulp, right? And then they figure it out or whatever. And I would always try to advocate just looking at things through that, through that, that, that latter type because it's, it's, it's just you can never, you never want to get so caught up in your own circumstance that you're just, you're, you're playing the blame game where you're just going around and being like, oh, there's this or there's this thing. Uh, I was able to do what I did. Truly, because of the strength of my family, the strength of you know re- the universe, religion, circumstances that all could be that that are that are that are much much greater than I am. That that really um, you know kind of set the stage for for why I was able to to just kind of continue to be self aware, be self deprecating, and still be uh, self advocating for what it is that I for what it is that I still wanted to do, which is to say to people. You know, I still have a voice. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not going to let the limitations of one thing shut me down entirely as a person. I still have ideas. I um, and uh, you know, sometimes it can end up being a, a blessing in disguise, and you might not know that at the time. And I certainly didn't. I I went through a lot of stages of grief, of being angry and sad and broken and frustrated and morose and all those words. But you know, realistically, it was a blessing because. Uh, it my injury taught me how to to write. It taught me that how to write a joke and how to like you know how important it was to uh, have word economy so people could pay attention to to not have any excess fat on anything that you want to say in a joke. So there's just little positives that you can look for when you're trying to get to that end destination. Drew, what exactly? Well, I guess how should I phrase it? Well, I guess two part question. What is your favorite type of comedy to do? And when I say that, is it about when you're talking about, is it religion? Is it personal? You know, just kind of where you like to veer off to. And then how long does it take you to write basically a script for yourself? And then how long do you usually kind of run with that before you have to change things up? Sure. Um, Well, I try to, I'll answer the second thing first, just because I think it's easier. I, I usually try to, have a new 45 minutes of, to an hour of material every year, um, every year to a year and a half. I know some of the greats like, you know, uh, Carlin and Louie and Chris Rock and these guys, like they, they ended up, you know, kind of pushing themselves to have about a, a new hour, new 45 minutes to an hour um, every year. And uh, I kind of try to hold myself to the same um, standard. That way I can come back to a lot of these markets like in Wichita and have uh, have people see something completely different. And then to answer your first thing, uh, I mean, the the I I I always found, have found that the comedy that resonates the most with other people is the comedy that's the most sincere with me at that time. And so when I first started out doing stand up, I was talking a lot about my stutter. I was talking a lot about my injury. And because that was what was honest for me at that time and sincere with what I was going through, you know, as I've gotten older, I've, 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 I've kind of um, transitioned away from those types of things to maybe larger ideas of like, you know, like during, during the pandemic, there was a lot of things going on, a lot of things like socially, politically, whatever. And I'm not usually somebody that gets, you know, too in the weeds on that type of thing, but I did feel like it was, it, it warranted commentary. So that was when I kind of weighed in on that because that's what was honest at that time. 
And now, you know, I've been I've been married for a year. I love my wife and my uh, dynamic, and I love our our friendship. We have loads of frustration, but it's never real. It's never real, like like actual uh, with, with, with arguments of, of malice or anything like that. It's all just silly, kind of you know, frustrated type of things. And um, that's what's honest. And I think that the people who end up coming to see my show always know that it's an ever evolving thing and the show that I the show that I do is always interactive as far as like I want every single performance to feel individual to that audience I want them to leave being like there's no way anything that happened tonight in terms of him addressing stuff in the crowd or the town he's in or wherever could be recreated in in in, in any way because that's what's important to um keep growing and trying to keep it, it expanding on whatever you're delivering during a show all right, excellent stuff. The Short King Tour, Drew Lynch, coming to Wichita Wednesday, March 6th at the Orpheum downtown. It's been our pleasure. You have a great story to tell. Uh, we didn't really get into the comedy of all this, but uh, I'll ask you this. When did you first know you were funny? Um, I haven't made anybody laugh in my whole life, Bob, so I'm hoping that March 6th, <laughs> I can't even— That's going to be I, it. I, I, it my it might be the day, dude. I, I, I don't know, man. I might wear a tux. I, I, I can't even tell you how excited I am to see if it happens. <laughs> well, there, you made me laugh, so you're now funny. Thank you. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, and thank you for blessing me. I appreciate that. You guys have enjo uh, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Uh, Drew Lynch, comedian, coming to Wichita on Wednesday, March 6th. March the 6th. Uh, we like highlighting comedians, musicians, entertainers on this show i know uh we'll take a break we have an hour left uh when we come back i'll talk about uh the developments today with the jackie robinson statue theft and destruction uh so if you'd like to hear that uh stay tuned we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.